This is NFA Talk, the show that talks about guns and gun rights. Keeping you up to date with what's currently going on, from the newest guns, promotions, and events, plus how we're lobbying for your rights. All right, let's get the show on the road here. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Jordan Vandenhoff, and joining me tonight, I have Sheldon Clare and Rick Igersidge with me. Hey, guys, how's it going? Really well, Jordan. You? Great. Well, not so great. I mean, I don't know if you saw the uh, liberal uh, election platform, and there's some very interesting stuff in, in their platform as far as firearms go. There certainly is. Far too much. I, I think it might be interesting to let the audience know about what the NFA has been doing this election. Uh, some of them are aware that we uh, register has a, a third party in the election which means that we can engage in pre-writ and post-writ election spending and attempt to influence the election. There are criteria under Election Canada's uh, rules for that. And we budgeted something like $400,000 to be able to participate in this election as a third party. So that means we've been putting up things like big billboards at significant sites. We've been preparing social and digital media campaigns and also looking at mailings and other aspects to attempt to sway the election. Uh, and our attack is clearly focused on those gun-grabbing, liberal, gun-hating uh, Trudeau supporters who are trying to take away our rights, our, our freedoms, and our property. So we're in the game, we're fighting hard, and we're trying to make a difference to stop Trudeau from winning. But that all depends on all of you out there getting out and voting, and voting for the party that has the best chance of beating the liberals and looking after a free and fair firearms regime, and that is the Conservative Party of Canada. There are other parties out there that have some pretty good policies, but only the Conservatives can beat Mr. Trudeau. So a vote for anybody but the Conservative candidate you're riding is a vote for Mr. Trudeau getting back in. And uh, so maybe we should tell them what happens if, if that if Mr. Trudeau does become prime minister again. So in their in their platform, and I'm going to look off the side here to have a look at it, they, they're going to tighten the assault-style uh, assault weapons ban and basically make it mandatory buyback, which you're going to get pennies on the dollar on the dollar for your, for your firearms, or at your own cost, you're going to have to get it disabled so that it can never be fired again. Uh, so basically, it, it's, a, it's a paperweight at that point. Uh, they're then going to further crack down on high-capacity magazines. And it says here that uh, magazines and require that long gun magazines capable of holding more than five rounds be permanently altered so that they can never hold any more than five rounds again. So that, that's going to get really interesting, especially when you get into the shotguns. Uh, you get into some of the old, um, uh, let's say, the SKS uh, rifles. Uh, I, I don't know. Tubular magazines. Yeah, anything magazines anything yeah. right uh what are, what are they going to do about the uh the, the ones where you put the strips in them right uh like the sks so yeah end blocks end blocks how's that how's that going to work right so uh and then they're also and they i think they got this from the united states the ban and sale of uh, tra- or the ban the sale or transfer of magazines that hold more capacity so uh, I, I guess that's basically meaning that you can no longer buy the high capacity magazines and have them pinned to the proper amount. Yeah, and, and, the, and, there, and there's no doubt, and there's no doubt, this is a gateway to a handgun ban. 
This is just oh. uh, buying time for a handgun ban. Be assured that uh, that's going to be their next step. Absolutely. Well, Paul so Martin originally came up with that, and it cost him the election, along with other things he was doing. But it's it's pretty clear that the liberals are getting their policies from groups like the Coalition for Gun Control, which works very closely with uh, the American gun banning groups. And they get their talking points and their words, which generally don't really apply to Canadian law all that well, but they still try to push them. You hear that these red flag laws and so on, things which are already common in Canadian jurisprudence, but they, they are catchy phrases that they want to use to appeal to voters. And it's pretty clear that the Liberals really don't have a lot of familiarity with firearms or firearms ideas or policy. They just want to fight us with buzzwords and try to go after our stuff because it's a wedge issue and we're an easy target. I think that's really what it's about. Absolutely. And so, I think and it, that... And I think the way the polls are right now, they're pulling out all the stops and they're going after us. I noticed the last uh, couple of days they've been uh, they've been really, really pursuing the issues. So, uh, you know, take it as it is. But like you say, Sheldon, it's a wedge issue and uh, we're an easy target. And they sure have been hitting us the last couple of days. Well, I, I think so. And I think you're going to see them going after NFA directly more and more as they realize that we've really put a huge effort into the third party advertising. Our ads are out there. Uh, people are aware of them, and they're starting to resonate. And I've got to also hand it to our cartoonists for uh, the effort that has been going on there in uh, going after specific liberals and liberal policies. And it's hurting, and they don't like it. They're not used to having Sololinsky's rules thrown back at them, and these direct attacks are having an effect on them. They don't like us very much, and that's fine. We don't like them either. <laughs> Uh, and they're and they're starting to see it in the polls, and that's why they they started bringing up the firearms debate again. It's Absolutely. a hot topic, and it's your wedge. It's just like the the French debate that was uh, that was going on last night. They uh, they tried to corner Aaron O'Toole, and I think he did a wonderful job. Uh, he basically explained that his his platform, and you can go you can go look at his platform. Uh, he's going to treat firearms fairly, uh, firearms owners fairly. He's he's going to respect the hunters, the sport shooters. And um, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the firearms community divided. It's their scare tactic, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, You're dead yeah. right, Jordan. And I mean, last night, Aaron O'Toole, who actually has a pretty good understanding of the firearms legislation, I've spoken to him personally about all of this stuff. His he talks about the 1977 legislation and the ban then, which I, of course, am opposed to. I mean, I was affected by that, as are many other firearms owners, and we'll have to work on that eventually, too. However, he's, I think, taking a very realistic approach to the short term. He talked about that particular thing. He wouldn't be rescinding that. But the Trudeau buzzword, of course, is assault style, right? And they're trying to paint all of the things we own now as assault style so that they can throw that into the assault wording that they are, are so keen on sticking to us. Well, uh, quite frankly, Aaron didn't rise to the, the to the bait. He stuck to his guns. He kept to his uh, party policy. And I think he's actually uh, really showing that he's he's the one who's going to be the best place to lead this country. Absolutely. We, yeah, we have to go with we have to go with Aaron. Like Sheldon mentioned earlier, the fringe parties are not going to help us. Uh, a vote for any fringe party is a vote for the Liberals. And right now, 
we're in a fight of our lives and uh, we need to get uh, we need to get the conservatives elected. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff to be worked on after that. But our goal right now is to get the conservatives elected so we can move forward with our with our other stuff. Well, the, and the fact of the matter is the pie is small. Right. And, and particularly in some of these Western ridings where the NDP is strong or the or in some cases where the liberals are strong. What ends up happening is if, if there's so many votes to go on the right side of the spectrum and so many on the left. If you if you split up the right side of the spectrum, the left wins, and that means you get Mr. Trudeau and company back in office. So, you, you, like, I mean, I, I see guys say, "Well, you know, I want to see uh, Maverick in or PP, PPC in." Well, I'm sorry, guys, you might as well be voting for the Liberals because that's exactly what you're doing. This is a really a two party system right now, and working on that is going to be a, a bigger a bigger effort than trying to run run that game this election, it's not going to work. You can't just throw a party out there a few months before an election and think you're going to make a difference with it. It isn't going to happen. But it, what it would do is it would guarantee that you have a liberal government in power for another four years. And I'm sorry, we just can't afford that in this country. We can't afford it on our guns. We can't afford it on our economy. We can't afford it on our entire social structure and social system. It, it will be killing the country to have four more years of liberals. So you can't in any way vote for a small party out of anger split the vote and end up with trudeau again because that's what will happen if if we get the conservatives elected we live to fight another day just remember that you know if that's our goal right now to live to fight another day let's let's talk a little bit of a strategy here so i i understand that there there's many voters out there that are wishing to go ppc or or the maverick party um, and you know, I've looked at the, I've looked at the PPC platform on firearms, and okay, that's great. It looks it looks great on paper. Um, but let, let's let's face it, they're sitting at five percent right now. At, I mean, they might be higher, it might be lower. I, when I last, it's lower less. Five, it's it's less in yeah. many in many it, across the country. It's much less. Right. right. So let, let let's just say they're they're in the three to five percent range, even if two-thirds of our, our membership or or the firearms community moves their their vote over to the PPC or to the Maverick Party, it's not going to move them that dramatically that they could even come close to being in power with a minority government. It's just, it's not going to happen. So if you want to be strategic about this, why not vote the Conservatives in? We save, from, from a firearms aspect, we save our guns and then let those two parties build up over the next four years and see where they stand then. And I, and I don't want anyone thinking that, you know, if we elect the Conservatives, everything's going to be roses and and and, and wine for everyone. And, and it's all wonderful. We, we have a lot of work to do with the Conservatives, right? They, they need to be brought along and coached and shown how to do all of this. They're, they're not going to just automatically be nice guys. And there are parts of the Conservative Party policy that many of us probably don't find very attractive. However, do you prefer Trudeau or do you prefer Aaron O'Toole? Because that's the choices. That's the choices. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> I'm seeing some comments coming in about uh, vaccine vaccine pa- uh, papers. We're not here talking about that. We're no. talking about firearms and that that's our concern. We, we are a firearms organization. We're worried about the firearms. We're not supporting any other policy there. We're just t- strictly talking about the, on the platform of firearms. So uh, that, that's got to be full stop with us supporting that. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're staying in our lane on this, folks. Uh, that's, 
uh, and firearms are our lane and everything else, whatever we all feel about it, none of us are single issue voters, but this is a, this is a single issue organization. Okay. That's our stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we, so we covered, we covered basically that, um, what else do we got uh, on the on the front today? Well, I, uh, I think uh, we've been getting the voter cards have been coming out to people, and I encourage members to get out in the advance polls and vote early, so that their their votes are, are counted. There are people who are from overseas or absentee ballots; they need to get their votes in as well. And it is very very important that you get out and vote. If you don't exercise your franchise, we will be ruled by those who have, and you won't have as much of an ear. To those who have been elected make sure you're out there helping put up signs make sure you're helping with your candidate make sure you're doing the boots on the ground work that it's going it's going to make a difference in this federal election it's and never been it's ne oh, on, I said it, on it's 21st yeah yeah you know and it's never it's never been more critical than it is this election everybody Everybody needs to get out there and vote you know you look at the polls and they, they're shifting all the time and uh as far as I'm concerned, the polls are a bit of a facade. It just it, the polls on election day are the only ones I'm concerned with. So even if you think you're sitting pretty, just still get out there and vote if you can. I, I see a comment there from Dark uh, Vapor who just joined us. Heard today O'Toole staying with the Liberal Prohibition. No, he he is not staying with the Liberal Prohibition from May 1st, the Ordering Council or C71. He has very clearly stated he'll rescind those. What he is what he was saying was he was referring to the 1977 legislation, Bill C-51, which is also liberal legislation, which we also don't like, incidentally. And he's saying, you know, that's that's the basis. Well, quite frankly, we went back to the 77 legislation and the FAC and got rid of the stupid firearms license and a whole bunch of other crap. We'd be in really good shape, and we would have a basis for working on that other stuff quite nicely. And I think most of us would be pretty happy for that. So anyway... Uh, it's really important to make sure that we focus our vote, vote strategically, defeat liberals by electing conservatives. That's what's going to win this election. There isn't any other option. You want to keep your guns. That's it. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, I, I, our social media has been very popular the last couple of days. Uh, we've been posting pictures up of members, board of directors. We've been out, like uh, Sheldon said, our boots on the ground. We've been helping with signs, many volunteers getting out there. If you have time, please find your, your local candidate, call them up, ask them if you can support and uh, do what you can. Everybody has to do their part. And the same thing on September 20th, you or if you want to vote early, please do so. Get out and vote, as Sheldon said. We we this is make it or break it. The firearms community will not last another four years in a Justin Trudeau government. Yeah, and I, I've been glad to see signs. I was out in uh, Alberta uh, this past week, and I was uh, glad to see signs on my way back for Bob Zimmer all through the uh, through the uh, the highway back from Jasper to Prince George, and signs for Todd Doherty once I got back into the city as well. And uh, th those two guys have been very, very solid about supporting firearms, has of lots of other uh, CPC candidates, and they all deserve our support. And I, I know uh, like Bazan and, and others, Rempel, uh, there's so many of them that have stood up and supported firearms owners again and again. And I know they're working behind the scenes to make sure things are going to happen for us. And they're, they're always been vocal and supportive of us. And that's what we need to get in there. That's what we need to do to make sure we win this. 
uh, at uh, Silverdale Club. Uh, gosh, it's almost two weeks ago now. We had uh, a good turnout from conservative candidates, including Emily Brown, who showed up, uh, and uh, the, what the others that were there. Uh, Rick uh, Christina, Christina Weller and yeah. uh, D Dean Allison. Allison. Dean Allison. Yeah, Christina Waller were there. And they came out. They specifically know that the firearms community is part of their important constituency. And they were there to support us. And they're looking for us to support them. So I really think it's important that we do that. Because if we don't, we're going to be uh, really in a very, very sorry state on the 21st of September, if we're stuck with a liberal government for four more years, we, we simply can't have that. So get your friends to vote. Don't let anybody stay home. Make sure, make sure that we can get back at this. Uh, uh, cool breeze official. He, he said, is you going to keep his word and give us back our rights to three gun competitions? Well, absolutely. When I, when I was talking with Aaron, he made a very strong commitment that he was going to do a full review of the firearms act and that he did not like what the Liberals had planned for us and, and what they were doing, and that he was going to make sure that we could, had all our stuff back. The May uh, 1st ban would be gone, as would be C-71, and we would be working on the other aspects of that terrible thing called the Firearms Act and related regulations that has been an albatross around the neck of gun owners for so many years. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I believe it was in it was in season one of NFA talk when we did the uh, leadership race, when um, we talked with uh, Derek Sloan, we talked with uh, Aaron O'Toole and Leslin Lewis. And uh, Aaron came out with a with a pretty good platform. Uh, he's going to take a direct approach to the firearms. He's going to look at everything and he's going to clean up all the broken the, the broken uh, brokenness in in the firearms act I mean you you have to literally sit there for two or three days reading it and then still trying to figure it out while rubbing your head and your tummy at the same time it's just it's it's, it's, it's so wrong it, it they've changed it so many times they just it's it's a mess <laughs> well the language is torturous it's hard for the average person to understand it's confusing it it is uh, convoluted and it is just a classic example of overwritten legislation. Uh, and designed to engage us in civil disarmament. And that has to stop. It will not stop if we keep a liberal in power. It will not stop if we have NDP candidates winning. It will only stop if we can elect a strong conservative government to stop, put a screaming halt to this. And that you, as the constituents for these people, keep your member of parliament accountable to those of us who have put them in there. That's what needs to happen. It's not just a you vote once every few years and it's done. This means constant contact with your elected representative to make sure they understand your concerns and that they are working to represent you in the House of Commons. And don't forget your senators, too. They're appointed, of course, but they still are very responsive to the people in their in their uh, community. This is uh, this is one time where the firearms community has to stick together as one force. The reason that uh, they've been bringing us up the last couple of days is because they know that uh, Trudeau's leadership is in question if we stick together. We're a, we're a powerful force out there, everybody. We just have to stick together and, uh, and vote Conservatives. We'll get the Conservatives in and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll deal with them when we get them in. But we, right now, that's our, that's our objective, to get the Conservatives in. Yeah, we built a pretty solid relationship with the Conservatives over a, a period of many decades. Uh, we've had our ups and downs. We've, we've got a pretty solid uh, relationship, and we're hoping 
that that relationship is going to be uh, continued at, with the uh, government on the 21st of September. So let's let's get these guys out of opposition and into government, and let's get that liberal government out and crushed in this election. They need to pay for what they have been doing to us. Absolutely. So uh, maybe maybe we swing it back and um, and we talk a little bit about the the NFA meet and greet. You know, the, it was a it was a great day. We we good uh, day. What do you think? We had about what uh, 200 to two three hundred people there. I mean, I, I lost count. It was it was very busy. Uh, we were all running around talking with uh, with members and and other people that came out to the event. Um, we were we were on the shoot. Rick, you were on the shooting line all all day, pretty much. Uh, I, I came over after talking with a few members, and uh, you looked like, uh, hey, I, I need a break, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. You, you know, have, you must have went through. Uh, you must have went through quite a few rounds, eh? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I was on the line quite a bit as a as a range safety officer. But I got to give uh, the shooters and everybody credit. There was no incidents on the line. Everybody uh, brought their guns. Uh, we had a bunch of guns there that we were shooting. Everything was safe. Everything was well run. You know, I was trying to. I was trying to do the RSO stuff and talk to members and non members at the same time. You know, everybody wants to know what's going on. It was a good day, I think, uh, you know, having Sheldon there and having some of our office staff there and, and our other directors and stuff. I think it was a, it was a great day. It was a, it was a good day for people to come out and meet us and uh, see that we're real people. You know, we're not just uh, uh, YouTube uh, people. We're not just social media. We're real people. You know, and we, we're glad to do that anytime. If you want to talk to us, you know, get a hold of us. We'll talk to, we'll talk to anybody anytime. Yeah, that was really a, a great time. And I, I got to thank uh, both you and Jordan for uh, helping to bring so many firearms to that event so, so that, that people could use them and practice with them. That was a big help. Uh, I, I know I, I invited a few folks over there who benefited a great deal from being able to try some different things and uh, practice this sport safely. I, it, was, it was really great seeing the MPs there. I, I mean... They were very enthusiastic supporters uh, of uh, the firearms community. They know that we're important, and I, I could see that the feeling was mutual. And I know that the firearms community is going to get out and, and support those folks in the Niagara region. And, and we have a really good chance of knocking off some old-style liberals there. Uh, you know, they're, the polls are really showing that, uh, that some of these real nasty ones that have been thorns in our side for years are starting to feel the heat and the polls are putting pressure on them. And I'm not going to predict any outcomes or anything. That's the worst thing you can do before an election. But if people focus and we get out and vote, we can push these guys out. And that is going to be great. It's too bad that it's too bad that some liberals didn't show up and, uh, just have a look at uh, hundreds of people, people coming off the street, shooting guns and seeing how safe it really was. You know, we had a bunch of prohibited, uh, prohibited handguns there. The ones that, uh, you know, that guys were grandfathered into stuff. And, uh, and uh, you know, maybe they should have came out and see that uh, we're not a bunch of dangerous people out there. We're just, you know, a bunch of people enjoying our sport and having fun and doing it in a safe way. Absolutely right. And, you know, there's an awful lot about our gun laws that have got problems, and we're going to have to work on that in a big way, far beyond simple policy statements in party uh, documents. We're going to need to be working very closely to make sure that we get firearms laws that work for us. Uh, guys, right now, it's all about civil disarmament. It's all about a, a gun grab. It's all about making things 
bad for Canadian firearms owners. I and mean, we'd stand. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the day went, the day went awesome. And it also, it kind of, it kind of debunks a few of the anti uh, myths where, you know, it's a whole bunch of middle-aged, heavier weight, less hair guys running, <laughs> running around and, and toting these guns, right? We had, we had, uh, every age there we had young ones on the firing line uh we had we had females on the firing line shooting and just having a great time like it was it was it was great to see everybody that came out and it, and it really you know it really shows that hey we're not just a whole bunch of, of crazy nuts on the firing line and 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 going crazy with our guns and banging them the off other, and shooting them in the air right like the other it, fun it, thing was the don Lindsay and the canadian firearms network and they showing up with the, some black powder cannon to shoot that added the bit and, and of course uh, Sam was there. Sam Messina with his uh, Prohib uh, collection. That was great yeah. to see that yes. stuff out there. People really liked that. It was great. It was great too. The NFA had a bit of a, the side of the range set up, and uh, a lot of young people showed up. And uh, Jordan and Sheldon were instructing uh, some young people that never fired uh, fired guns before, and uh, they gave them some safe instruction. And uh, you know, everybody left with a smile on their face. I really like to see that. You know, we're we're a hundred percent promoting our sport and. Uh, the people were coming out there and uh, like we were taking care of as, of as many as we could, you know, giving them some instructions, supplying them with some ammo and just uh, letting them shoot some guns and have some fun and leave with a big smile on their face. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I think, I think we pretty much covered everything uh, other than for the, for the first time we actually did a on location NFA talk and we had uh, not all of our directors, but all the directors that were present for the, for the meet and greet. Uh, we were, we were in Hamilton and we, you know, we did a, we did our first actual on location one. I, I know there, and I apologize to the audience. There was a couple comments that the sound was a little, a uh, little low where you know, first time, first time we, we figured it out next time. It's going to be a lot better, but uh, it, it was great to actually have everybody in person for once. Cause we, you know, we, we all live all, all across the country here. So it, it's very rare that we get to see each other in person and uh, to have the, the other directors and Sheldon fly in and some of our office staff was, was, was great to, to meet in person. We, we got the chat, we got to do the NFA talk live on location and then we and then we had our meet and greet and we got to meet up with our with our membership and it, it's um that, that's great <laughs> yeah, yeah I just, uh, I, coordinator out there tom did a great job too just a little shout out to tom and his work and yeah and the tom, other members that came out to carl yeah. hospitalities and so on there were yeah. several others who helped provide instruction on the firing line and also helped to uh, set it up and take it down at the end of the day you know that's that's the important stuff that has to happen when the magic people show up and everything's all in place. It doesn't just happen. <laughs> There's a little bit of prep that goes on. And I, I really want to thank Joan Miller and the staff of Silverdale for all the, the uh, support they gave us to put that event on. Great Absolutely. Call. Big shout out to Joan. And land shooting supplies, which they, they also had a booth set up there and they were, uh, they were supplying people with ammo and they were, they were a big help, uh, with, uh, with our event as well. So, uh, land shooting supplies, uh, they do ship across uh, Canada, land shooting supplies.com. Please, please check them out. Yep. They were yep. great. Yeah. I just, uh, looking at the comments down there and, uh, cool breeze official, hopefully we can, or no, actually where did I read it? Or PPC needs to join the conservatives and work together for the good of Canada and our sport. You know what, guys, that would be the perfect storm. Well, and I think part of the problem is, though, that, you know, the, the PPC split from the Conservatives. When you have a split, 
you know, you have one thing and it splits. And there are reasons for those splits, right? There are reasons. There are policy statements out there. There are differences. And that's the reason you have that. But at this point in time, we need to be united in defeating liberals. And that is not going to happen by voting for these smaller uh, but enthusiastic parties that are out there. Those are not going to defeat liberals. In fact, they will guarantee a liberal win. Absolutely. So I think we're I think we're going to cut it here. Uh, we are going to be back probably by the end of uh, next week. I imagine we'll have some more updates. Uh, hopefully, there's some uh, more media going on that we can uh, we can talk about, and uh, and we'll go from there. So, thank you everybody for joining in, Sheldon. Thanks for coming, Rick. Thank you as well, and uh, we'll see everybody soon. All the best. All the best. Thanks for listening to this episode of NFA Talk. Like and follow the NFA on social media and sign up to become a member.